The opinions expressed in this show are the views of the host and not necessarily that of WTRW, 94.3 The Talker, or the Bold Gold Media Group. The following presentation is brought to you by the host of the program who is solely responsible for its content. The information contained in this program should not be construed as, nor is it intended for, medical diagnosis or treatment. Welcome to On the Couch with Dr. Kuna. Today we are without Dr. Kuna. Uh, this is Phil Kuna, and I am joined by Jay. Jay Sachoka, ladies and gentlemen. They brought me back. I don't, I don't know if that's good business or bad business, <laughs> but I'm still here. That's a good thing. All right, cool. I'm having fun. So just uh, to get us started here, uh, to remember our phone number, if anyone's interested to call in, comments or questions, is 570 570- Nine six one three three six one. Our email, um, if you want to reach us, um, questions or comments about the show, uh, topics you'd be interested in hearing, is on the couch nepa n e p a at gmail dot com. Um, we will of course ask for your permission before uh, talking about any of your emails, and uh, we will keep it totally anonymous. HIPAA is a beautiful thing. HIPAA is a wonderful it's a, thing. It really saves a lot. Of, it, it makes the lawyers go broke because that law, is, you just don't want to violate it. No. Nope, not at all. So. No. Psychology, pharmacy, it's all confidential. Yep. Absolutely. And that's a good thing. Oh, sure is. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's nice to be able to go somewhere. You know, I'll, you know, I admit who my therapist is, you know, and, right. uh, yeah, I hit, I hit it off with John and you don't always hit it off with, with somebody, but when you could find that right person and know that it is like, you know, mafia secure, you're in the right place. Well, I was telling someone the other day, I said, um, you know, therapy is different than medicine. Like you go to your doctor and even if you don't have a great bond with them, he can still heal you. Absolutely. You know, he can still give you medicine. Mm-hmm. Therapy is different. You gotta, there should be some kind of. There's, poor there's, there, there's got to be something. Yeah, there's, there's got to be something. You gotta. There has to be something beyond it. And I remember my first appointment with John. You know, I was spooned off by another practice. You know, like four sessions and you're healed to go on your way. And that's not how I view mm. therapy. Is you know, I, I so much as I go in, tell you what's up that I can't tell everybody else, right. and that changes week to week and requires a long period of time. And I met John for the first time and he listened. And you know, at the end, I'm like, well, can we keep going? And he went. Just nodded his head. Said, <laughs> All right, cool. I Sealed think I found my guy, and you know he's uh, he's still still my therapist. I mean, there's no question about it. When call him my friend, he's still my therapist, and he's just generous enough to have me on this show. That's right, absolutely. You know, I, I appreciate you speaking about your experience in therapy too, because um, I feel one of the other things is therapy could be a I don't know a mysterious thing, and you know, no one really knows what happens you know behind that door except you and your therapist. Yeah, uh, sometimes it has this. The stigma in society of, you're going to see a therapist? Oh, what is wrong with you? Oh, you go to your psychiatrist and get, you know, medication, and that's really acceptable because we have commercials for Zoloft with a happy bouncing no, egg. Um, we don't have commercials for psychotherapy, for talk therapy. Um, so I feel like there's still that 
No, it's stigma. The stigma is is terrific. I mean, you could you t- you brag about your heart surgery. Oh, I survived going under the knife. You don't right. see people going, "Hey, I'm bipolar," which I happen to do. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of the more rare birds on the planet who do that. Uh, I do talk about it like if I have the diabetes, as they call it, <laughs> the <up> diabetes. <laughs> so, you know, I'm very open about what uh, what I, what I talk about. And uh, my dad was actually ahead of his time. He was manic depressive which is bipolar now and uh he told one of his uh one of his friends he's like look i get depressed sometime and that was like 20 years ago Mm -hmm. and that was way ahead of his time so i'm like you know that's pretty cool yeah that he could actually tell somebody that and uh because it was hidden when my dad first got sick he was diagnosed (laughs) schizophrenic he was put on thorazine alcoholic you know the the whole nine yards and they uh had their their therapies back then and it was kept mighty quiet Mm mighty quiet and then you know i wrote a book about it and it's, it's and a lot less then, quiet yeah it's a lot less quiet but no therapy therapy has evolved since then it's 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 a great mm. thing it's it's a great adjunct to like recovery right. therapy it kind of just goes right with it right and i think the you know you had a good point you know you said your dad was ahead of his time and he was willing to you know ad- admit whatever issues that he had um i think maybe more so for men you know, I don't want to generalize, but maybe more so for men that, you know, I saw this billboard the one day I was driving. It said, um, uh, you know, men are, are uh, you know, nine times out of ten, they, they won't go seek help from the doctor, you know, uh, due to stubbornness. And someone had scribbled on there, hey, no, we're not, you know, right? Um, so at least someone else has seen it, right? But, you know, men tend to be stubborn, and we tend to say... Hey, you know what? Especially maybe the sense of like the Marlboro man. I'm tough. I can do it. I don't never know. show weakness. Right. You never show weakness. Yeah. You know what? What kind of man are you that right. would show such right. weakness? Yeah. You know that it was the Marlboro man back then. You oh. know, and, and there was a Winston Cowboy too. Right. It was it was a big seller. Right. And then Mel Brooks wrote Blazing Saddles, and it all changed. <laughs> Uh, as far as far as the Western image goes, but uh, no, it was that very macho. It stays with know, them. I mean, the village people had a cowboy, so right. you know, it was very macho. Sure, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And we were talking a couple of weeks ago. Um, I don't think you were here that week, unfortunately, about vulnerability, right? About being being okay to be vulnerable. Oh yeah, with another human being, and I think that's what the therapy is. Uh, that's part of it, um, and I think it's uh, I think it's a good thing and to be aware of this this maybe this need for us to be macho and tough. I I say if a feeling can bring you to your most screaming, crying, wailing primal, it needed to be felt. Yeah. You know, it it needed to come out. If you have one that deep and it caused that, that needed to be said to somebody. Yeah. Forever. Would you mind, um, would you mind sharing with us a little bit more about like your experience in therapy? Um, Even in, in general, you don't have to get too specific, but... No, no, um, be my guest. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll draw <laughs> the line when I have to. Fair enough. So, uh, oh, okay. Okay. that was the question. No, so <laughs> Would I like to get more in-depth with my therapy? Uh, it's just, I could say what I want to say when I want to say it, and no, it's just, you know, here comes, you know, the, the, the verbal vomit, as they say, where you just belch everything out at your therapist and, you know, okay... Here's what you might need to work on in your life, and I hope you feel better for doing what you did. And uh, But it got me through the death of my father. It got me through uh, a, a very, uh, when I, at the t- aftermath of me being sick, when, when I wound up in the hospital. It got me through mm. that. 
uh, along with recovery, which I desperately needed at the time. Um, but yeah, it, it it did a lot for me. And then my therapist, John Wemmenselli, back in the day. Mm. I mean, he, he's a legend. He, you, you can he say is, you can yep. say his name on this show because he, yep. he he's Yoda. He is. You know, he 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 was Yoda when he was practicing, and we hit it off like that, like I do with John. And uh, hey, they're both named John. John think about uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, um, I think John studied under. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And so you could just you know you could do your thing. You could you know it's safe. Uh, like I said, it got me th- got me through the death of my father and a rough time of my marriage. I-, I can't speak the praises of of therapy enough. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely that like cathartic sense where oh, yeah. just releasing oh, yeah. things that, um, not just venting and not just getting it off your chest, but there's there's a value to that. Yeah. Oh, there is. It's 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 if you don't want to go in the drum circle, you know, and right, you know, right. if you want to bring your own drum, I'm sure you know he mm. he'd be cool with it. Mm-hmm. I just haven't had the need yet, but but if I do, I'm I'm bringing a drum, yeah. absolutely. But uh, it's um, you could as long as you are not threatening somebody with physical violence, you could pretty much do what you want to do. Say what you want to say, and that's a beautiful, beautiful luxury, mostly covered by insurance, to have. And you have an objective third party there to, you know, reflect you. So, you know, um, I mean, I've been in therapy myself uh, at times in my life. Um, you know, there's nothing shameful in admitting that. Um, and it, it's helpful to have someone to to bounce things off of, someone who is objective to kind of reflect and say, oh, Oh, wait, yeah, you know, I never really looked at it that way. Something mm-hmm. that, you know, your wife, your significant other is not going to give you that. Yeah, you know, something kind of. you're so down on yourself about, and you said, but here's how I see it, and mm-hmm. then you get it explained to you, and, right. you know, you still might owe somebody an apology, but it wasn't the most grievous thing ever done. Right. You know, it wasn't like Hitler up there. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? It, you know, it, uh, it just, uh, it was just something that happened. It's probably fixable. Mm-hmm. You know, you get that kind of advice, and... uh you know, you feel better about it. No question. You know, we were talking um, before the show started. We were just kind of chit-chatting here a little bit about diagnoses and how diagnoses have changed throughout the years. And um, I think you even mentioned um, bipolar with your disorder. father. Yeah. You know, it was manic depressive, yeah, which is yeah. now yeah. bipolar one. Yeah. And Jimi Hendrix oh. wrote a great song, Manic Depression. That's just, oh, right. It, it yeah, explains yeah. it all. Yeah. It explains it all. Uh, the uh, But no, it's, it's become the trendier bipolar, as George Carlin would have said. Diagnosis has changed, absolutely. Anything else uh, changed that come to mind with you? Um, well, autism, right? Um, absolutely. I guess we were mentioning that before. Where we were talking off the air about that, yeah. People, individuals who might have previously been diagnosed as um, Asperger's or higher functioning autism. As, as my son was. Uh-huh. As my son was, Asperger's higher functioning. Then being that they can't come up with the diagnosis of rock star, they came up with the diagnosis of on the autism spectrum. You know, it's just, and I, you know, I don't know if that one went for the better. I mean, because it's tough because there are so many more classifications. There are unfortunately a lot of different levels to autism. And I still think yeah. they need to be delineated a little more than being on the spectrum. Right. You know, are you really on the spectrum? Are you just got a foot on the spectrum? Right. You know? Right. So where, I mean, where does it lie? I mean, I was told once the spectrum disorder thing went that my son had a solid foot on it, not both feet, but he definitely had a lot of tendencies and uh, that he has learned to work with, I might add. Okay, good. I mean, he, uh, he'll make you cry with his ability. Uh, he has the ability to do homework. It's his unwillingness <coughs> to do it at times that uh, 
that drives me to my knees and on the verge of tears. And there, you know, there was a raised volume. Oh, he's 14 going on 35. Uh, you know, 14 year olds doing homework is, uh, and, and he gets it done. And most of the time it's in there and he tests great, but every so he keeps himself off the honor roll. Cause he has like one clunker per class per month, mm. but you know, he's, he's a musician. He, uh, he's cool. very funny. He's creative. I mean, he's got cool. a sense of humor. Better than mine, as good, but he's young. He's untrained. Give him a give him a few more years, and he'll be like oh. he'll be like Mel Brooks meeting Richard Pryor, which once again rope blazing saddles, bringing that back. What were we saying before about chip, chips off the block? Here. Oh, the apples not fall far from the tree. And what you and you wonder: do, do bipolar parents make children on the spectrum? Is is that brain passed on? And my wife, you think I'm quick? You haven't met my wife. Mm. That was a lot of horsepower going into one capsule. Mm. You know, there was a lot going on in there. And when that DNA hit, they made my son. And he is off the charts as far as his intelligence. But uh, he he's definitely has his quirks, too. You know, could you could you speak a little bit about um, bipolar? I feel like we're we're saying a lot of things and maybe um, there might be people out there who aren't totally familiar with. It's funny uh, that you should mention that because there are delineations of bipolar. Um, there's uh, I'm un- I'm a manic bipolar. There's bipolar one, bipolar two. Do you know the, the, which ones are which? Because off the top of my head, I forget. So, but tell us about your experience. I am first. a manic bipolar, okay. and there is a, a depressive bipolar, and. Uh, there are there are shifts. There are wide shifts in uh, in your mood. And being a manic, bi- I can't speak much on the depressive bipolar mm. because it took them to hospitalize me for me to go down because they took me off my antidepressant, and then they wound up putting me back on uh, another one and helped really balance me out. But I was overtly happy. Um, I will admit to doing cocaine twice in my lifetime. I hated it, and you know when I was manic, I felt coked up exactly how i felt i didn't like it mm-hmm. you know i was quick i was fo- but you know i was moving in 20 different directions racing thoughts racing thoughts ruminating you did something wrong that day you don't stop forgetting about it and feeling like you could take on the world and there are times there are maybe some there were maybe some slight delusions of grandeur at the mm-hmm. time i don't want to mm-hmm. go into too many details sure but. sure but i mean in general the no you do you feel power and uh you, you feel like your funds are a lot uh, less limited mm. than they actually are. You know, oh, God, did I blow through some coin? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just stuff. Oh, I'll front the money for that and never ask for the money back. And yeah, I did, did that enough times. You know, my generosity got got the best of me in certain spots. But um, and now hey, I you're up, you're happy, everything's great. Right. But it's just a little tilted. It's not quite right. It's a little more up there than you should be. And I mean, I know with um, with some people, they're, they they talk about cycling, right? So they might have these periods where they, they, they have that elation and that euphoria and the, the feeling they could take on the world. And then after that, well, I, I've been well medicated. Yes, there is that. There is that crash that you know is going to come. And, and when, when they meted me up pretty good in the hospital, I had the crash of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. We can get more into that, but okay. I, I think we got to, uh, I think we got to go right now. I think we got to cut to break here. So, We'll be back after this short break. Are you feeling low or are you anxious all the time? Do you feel like your life is tough sometimes or are you experiencing relationship challenges or parenting difficulties or just want some help with everyday stress? 
If you're feeling this way, you're not alone. And while medication may help you cope with these problems in the short term, they may not treat root issues. You may want some help, and Dr. Kuna and Associates can help. They offer evidence-based therapies in a confidential and compassionate environment. You don't have to feel alone. Dr. Kuna and Associates has 20 years of experience, 22 different therapists, and 10 locations throughout Northeast PA. They have offices in Scranton, Clark Summit, Blakely, Music, Kingston, Tunkhannock, Shikshini, and Matamoros. Most insurance plans are accepted. You will be treated in a confidential and comfortable environment for addiction counseling, relationship counseling, adolescent counseling, trauma counseling, and mental health disorders. Call 961-3361. That's 961-3361. Or Google Dr. Kuna and Associates. What hurts can be healed. Welcome back to On the Couch with Dr. Kuna, uh, who is absent today. Uh, I am Phil Kuna, joined by Jay Sakoa. Oh my God, you're killing me. It is Sachoka. Sachoka. I am the author of Fat Man in Recovery for Thank the Love you. of the Lord. You will learn my name. <laughs> Got your first name right. Oh, thank you. Right. That I mean, letter of the alphabet is known to kill people. Yeah. I get some credit. Huh? That's some. I'll give right. you some. Right. Right. Partial credit. Everybody right. gets one. Yeah, fair enough. Right. Thank you, you Spider-Man. I stumped enough teachers. <laughs> yes, you got the reference. That's excellent. That's excellent. But yes, everybody gets one. Um... Uh, yeah, you totally derailed my train there. So let's let's get this going. All right, good deal. Yes, I, I am not the lord of fat man and recover. I just you know my ego seems to think so. Remember what we talked about the last half. <laughs> it's just a pure demonstration of it right there. So, anything you want to add to this? Um, I guess you know just just thinking about your book a little bit there. Um, and I know we kind of brought this up before about um recovery and uh you know food management, weight management, addiction. Um, maybe we could talk a little bit about the 12 step program, um, a little bit more in detail about it. I'll tell you what the 12 step program has its, has its place and, and, and a time in your life. You know, some people need to stay on a 12 step program for their entire life. Yeah. There's a certain things they cannot go back to. Right. You know, when I, uh, when, when I got, a when I went into recovery, I went full bore. I stopped taking Vicodin. I stopped smoking pot. I stopped drinking. I went cold turkey coffee, and I even quit, you know, didn't even have cigarettes. Wow. You know, and I wasn't a smoker, but I wanted to become one because I had nothing else. Yeah. You know, so, but I, I didn't smoke. So hmm. I had, uh, it was tough. It was tough. It was great. It, it taught me a lot that, yes, you can keep going without taking a substance in your life. Yeah. But then I thought to myself, you know, like like the Jedi, there is no light side, there is no dark side, there is only the gray mm. in the middle. Is there is there wiggle room in recovery? I have found out that I have. I drink what I consider socially. You know, okay. on you know every other weekend when I'm totally off from work, might get a little silly on a Saturday, but I can go and have like one two beers a day. Not even every day. Right. You know, just the days I'm off, and uh, there is room in there. You know, but this is something I am not saying to do. I'm just saying it worked for me. Right. You know, if you're in a 12 step recovery program, listen to me now. Have the conversation with your sponsor if you want to start talking like this. Don't just take this under your own control. Talk to your sponsor. Thank you very much. Yeah, right. Right. Good point. So this is not like, I mean, so it's someone asked me a question the other day. I don't remember the question or who asked it. Um, and my answer was, which is really the general answer in psychology and mental health, it depends. You know? It does. Uh, and so it kind of depends. You know, and for you, like, that would be okay. It might not be okay for 
No, everyone. No, there there are you know there are functional drinkers in life, and then there are people who like to throw furniture and and brandish weapons and just have a lot of bad things happen. And uh, I, George Carwin, as you put it, my father could not metabolize ethanol efficiently. No. And uh, I I have found my pace. You know, mm-hmm. I metabolize it efficiently. Uh, you know, I'm not saying I never lost my temper in my life, but it is not a daily occurrence. There are no weapons. The furniture stays where it right. is. The lamps are unbroken, right. and the china is still in the cabinet. And you, you know, I've heard people talk about, you mentioned a uh, functioning alcoholic. Um, well, you said a, a functional drinker. Functional but, drinker. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, um, you know, the, there are alcoholics and there are drinkers. So let's right. delineate there. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. You probably heard this, too. I've heard, you know, people say, you know, oh, I'm a functioning alcoholic, which means, um, you know, they might they pay their bills. They go to work. You know, they don't get fired um, and they're getting by in life. You know, uh, furniture isn't broken. They're not getting arrested. They're not, you know, um, do you think that's that's a thing? Is there is there such a thing as a functioning alcoholic? Is there such a it depends. And once again, it depends. <laughs> it, it depends on what your bodily functions, what your blood work looks like. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe this. If your liver enzymes are off the charts, you really are hitting it too hard and should consider backing down. All right, so a health concern. Health might concern. Be. You know, you know, uh, cirrhosis, hepatitis, it's it could just, you can make it a mess down there. And once the liver goes, so are you going soon. Yeah. No question about it. So yeah, if your uh blood works clinically bad consider backing off a little bit and i guess you could make the argument that even you know medically definitely but maybe interpersonally too um you say well i'm a functioning alcoholic i go to work i pay my bills so what if i drink all day you know um i guess you could make the argument that there's dysfunction somewhere there's got to be dysfunction somewhere because you're going to get behind the wheel of a car right you know, and that's not a prudent decision-making move if you are waking up with a beer and going to bed with one and, and not stopping throughout the day. You know, if you drink, if you cannot go through your job throughout the day, you know, go your nine to five or for my case, nine to nine without opening one up, then you really need to find some help somewhere. Yeah. And you need to look at, look at that 12-step recovery meeting and maybe going into some therapy with it. There's yeah. no question about it. Mm. You know, that is too, too much, way too much. Which goes to, um, you know, the first step. Right, so the first step is hey, I am I'm I'm powerless. powerless. I am powerless over over this thing, you know, whatever whatever it is in your life. You know, it, it, the power of powerless over a situation in my life that I cannot defeat yeah. is how I how I look at it, and uh, only with the help of a higher power can I do that. And uh, the, the program I was in, like I said, Jesus was the higher power, and it, it, mm. it was Celebrate Recovery, and they were fantastic. I would, I, you know, they're nonprofits, so I think I can mention their name without too sure. much too much below. And uh, <laughs> they would, you know, if Jesus is your guy and you want to get sober and you want to throw some therapy in with it, come into Kuna and go in there. I think, <laughs> I think would be a uh, a good mix. Yeah, I, I think they work well together because I've I've definitely talked God with John and he do, he doesn't mm-hmm. laugh. You know he's you know he's he gives a positive outlook to it. He does, yeah, Absolutely. yeah. He does allow for you know religious expression in his practice. Absolutely, um, and that's very important as far as I'm concerned. Right. Because, right. you know, if the next level is not on your mind, then I don't know what the hell's the matter with you. Right. Sorry about that. <laughs> and uh, but just, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, 12-step recovery could be could be very useful. Yeah. No question about it. Yeah. And uh, has saved my life. Like I said, I've some people would call me a heathen in 12-step recovery. I've gone back. Oh, no, we'll pray for you. That whole thing. No, no, guys, I'm all right. Is, um... Is there a 12-step model um, 
that it's not faith-based or not based on a higher power? Oh, absolutely. You're Alcoholics Anonymous. You're Narcotics Anonymous. Yes, there's a higher power. Yes, there is. But the higher power can be anything. Uh, iPhone, higher power. There's power in the iPhone. You know, (laughs) you get on Facebook and and you can just see how much there is. But uh, the the hula girl on the the car dashboard, as as I mentioned last time, these are legitimate higher powers to people. How does... um I'm just, you know, help me understand. How does that how, work? How, how I is don't the know. Hula girl the higher power? I have and, nothing I mean, to base uh, that on. Okay. I honestly don't have an That's answer cool. for that because, cool. you know, yeah. since the water hit my head, I've said Jesus is my right? higher power. Right. I never had trouble moving from that. But in the sense that they're, you know, I mean, say someone might Whatever be keeps interested you sober. in recovery, but they're an atheist. They're not really religiously inclined, and that's fine. Look, it, um if your coffee cup full of coffee keeps you from drinking alcohol, that coffee cup is your higher power. People can't see this, but Jay is holding up his Yeah, my coffee Dunkin donuts, cup. as a matter of fact. Right. This, this is radio, unfortunately, but it made a nice example. But no, anything that keeps you sober and you can, gotcha. you can okay. go to it, it's a higher power. That's how I understand it in a way that I really don't know how to. Right. No, that, I think that's a good explanation. Yeah. Um, something that grounds you. Something that's, something that's grounding. More than you, I guess Freud would call it the... Uber may there's something over you mm-hmm. um, and I like your I like your model too uh, if I call it a model but I like the way you integrate you know recovery and therapy and and health and physical health right so it's not just hey I need to get you know clean and I need to get sober um, diet and exercise I think are are huge components that people forget about um, you know just the exercise itself built endorphins um, I know personally myself, if I go a little bit too long without hitting the gym or doing something, I don't feel right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I was I was in the gym today and it was one of those experiences where somebody knew me from back in the day and they saw me. And as I was running by, they raised their hand for a high five. Like, you know, it's it's like Rocky (laughs) making the comeback. It's it's been a lot of fun. So what I was thinking is I would like to run Steamtown. This year, okay. I was, I was giving cool. it a legitimate shot, and I'd like to do it to raise money for a charity. I don't know which one yet because there are a couple close to my heart, but uh, I would definitely like to do something like that. So, you know, if we could set up sponsorship with that, you know, if anyone's listening out there and would like to be interested in that, contact yeah. us at the station, and uh, we could certainly talk. I would appreciate it. When's the Steamtown Marathon coming up? Columbus Day weekend. It's in October. I don't know the exact date, but registration goes up in uh, in April. And I, you know, I'd like to see how fast I could get. You know, I'm I'm doing good. Five minutes on, five minutes off. I'm actually have lost 19 pounds since wow. I started this already. Awesome. Yeah. So things are things are progressing nicely, and I'm just walking for one George Harrison song, running for the next, and they go about okay. five, they go about cool. five minutes a clip. So. Yeah, yeah. Not short songs. Yeah. It's like five on, five off. Hours done before I know. So it's but I like want to see if I could take that training to the it's next like level. It's like an interval kind of thing. It's exactly right? speed work. It's yeah. slow man <laughs> speed work. It's yeah. the, like the ba- most base level of speed work, going fast and going slow. And you look at those new like trainer commercials, uh, the... Uh, the interval training is where the money is now. Right. You know the you know comfortable, 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 hard. Right. You know for for a, as much of a burst as you could stand, and that does build speed. Um. You know I've heard, and maybe you could speak to this. Um. You know, say someone's just interested in health, maybe in a little bit of like fat loss. Um. But more just you know staying healthy. Um. You know I've I've heard that. Uh. You know keeping your heart rate at a certain level. It doesn't have to be full out sprint, um, but even just, you know, where you get that slight 
little sweat going and it's not the full out sprint is is just as beneficial as you know uh according to the app i use it is yeah. you know like when you put in the time you did for what you did you put in walk run it, it gives you a big reward as far as what you could eat right you know it's uh it's nice um so it definitely helps on wellness matters they they say that uh you cannot get uh thin in the gym Mm. And that's true. You do have to go. Yep, you have to right. start in the kitchen. Right. But let me tell you, that kitchen becomes a lot more available if you throw a good hour in there. You know, it it, it opens up your options as far as what you could consume throughout the day. It it gives you gives yep. you a lot more wiggle room. So it doesn't hurt to go to the gym. But yes, it does need to start in the kitchen. Yep. I absolutely yep. agree. Uh, how, how did I used to hear it when back in the day? Abs are made in the kitchen, right? Not not in the gym. So. Oh, oh, I had a great six pack in college. Oh, yeah, right know. in the refrigerator. Where oh, long, man. But yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, yes. Try your waitress and tip your bartender. <laughs> well, I think that's about it for today, folks. Um, we're going to wrap up. Uh, Dr. Kuna will be back next week. Uh, so we look forward to your questions and comments. Um, again, our number is 570-961-3361. And our email is onthecouchnipa at gmail.com. Fantastic. Thanks for having me again, guys. Great Appreciate you, AJ. it. Absolutely. Thank you. low or are you anxious all the time? Do you feel like your life is tough sometimes or are you experiencing relationship challenges or parenting difficulties or just want some help with everyday stress? If you're feeling this way, you're not alone. And while medication may help you cope with these problems in the short term, they may not treat root issues. You may want some help and Dr. Kuna and Associates can help. They offer evidence-based therapies in a confidential and compassionate environment. You don't have to feel alone. Dr. Kuna and Associates has 20 years of experience, 22 different therapists and 10 locations throughout Northeast PA. They have offices in Scranton, Clark Summit, Blakely, Music, Kingston, Tunkhannock, Shikshini, and Matamoros. Most insurance plans are accepted. You will be treated in a confidential and comfortable environment for addiction counseling, relationship counseling, adolescent counseling, trauma counseling, and mental health disorders. Call 961-3361. That's 961-3361. Or Google Dr. Kuna and Associates. What hurts can be healed.